welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace a need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 94 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me. All right, if you have lost weight in the past only to find it again, then this episode is for you. Stay with me. If you're just joining me, I'd like to introduce myself. I help physicians who struggle with stress and binge eating find solutions to get freedom from stress and binge eating that don't require on willpower. I do this through both private and group coaching. If you want to learn more, check out my website, weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca and click on the work with me tab. Now, I promised you guys last week that I was going to tell you about something exciting this week, and I'm going to. (laughs) So I've been busy planning this for you, and I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and I think it will be helpful for any of you who are struggling right now, where if you're feeling like you're trying to get back into that flow, get back into those habits that you know work for you, but you just keep getting kind of knocked down or losing motivation, losing focus, whatever happens, I have something for you. So I am starting a 14-day back on track boot camp. You can start registering for it now. It starts September 12th. So if you'd like to register, go to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash boot camp and register and you'll get some emails leading up to the actual boot camp starting. Now, what does the boot camp involve? Does it involve a ton of time? No, not at all. It involves just mainly accountability and some focus on first steps of what you should be doing to get yourself back on track. There's going to be emails that you'll get regularly throughout the boot camp, as well as there's a physician-only Facebook group. So within that group, there'll be a community of physicians who are struggling with exactly the same stuff and working on getting back on track that you can connect with and get support from, which I think will be really great too. So again, that's weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash bootcamp. You can start registering now. The challenge starts September 12th. I think it's going to be the most fun with the as many people as we can get in there. So if you have friends that are also struggling, tell them about the challenge, invite them and get them to register so you can do it together. Because the accountability and having a friend doing it with you makes such a huge difference. All right, let's talk about refinding our weight loss. <laughs> I would consider myself to be a champion at this. Over the years, I have lost and regained huge amounts of weight, uh, small amounts of weight, almost no weight, and then regained it. I've done it all. Uh, So if you're sitting in that position, never fear. Just because you've bounced around with some weight regain in the past doesn't mean it will always be this way. And this is the point of today's episode is I want to talk about weight regain, a little bit about why it happens, and then more importantly, how do you manage it mentally? Because this is a big issue that I coach a lot of my clients around. We deal with this 
uh, in their private one-on-one coaching sessions. I work on this with my obesity medicine clients. When you've carried baggage about your previous weight loss and weight regain with you, it almost always starts to mess with your current attempt. So whatever you want to think about your previous weight loss and any weight regain that happened, that's fine, but let's clean it up so it doesn't impact this time around. You want to start this time around with a clean slate, or if you're already in the middle of it, clean it up so you don't run into issues related to baggage from previous thoughts. Because that can come up in all different times. It can come up when you want to start. If you have a lot of baggage, well, I always fail anyways type baggage, then that's going to make it really hard to start. If you have baggage about that you never get past a certain scale number, well, guess what? That's going to make it really hard to get past that certain scale number. Um, This baggage from previous weight loss and weight regains can, like I said, it can mess up your current attempts, but more importantly, it's a heavy load to carry. If you think about how much weight And I say weight because to me, it definitely felt like physical weight that you're carrying around about the weight that you regained. You know, the times where you lose weight and I I had this more times than I could count where I lose weight. I'm like, okay, that's the last time I'm going to see that number on the scale or that's the last time I'm going to be in this size of jeans. And then all of a sudden you're not only seeing that number on the scale, but it's higher or now you're back in those jeans and they're feeling tight. You know, the baggage that we can carry around throughout our days about that is exhausting. And what I want to pose to you is it's time to put down that baggage. It's time to just let it go. Whatever's happened in the past, let it go and move forward without that extra weight of dragging that baggage along. I think it'll help with your weight loss. I think it will help just with your day-to-day life. I think you'll feel some freedom if you can work on this and let, let that baggage go. Okay, so let's start with the science of weight regain. And I'm not going to go into this in a lot of detail because we have talked about it in detail. Back in episode 51, I had Dr. Soa on with me and we talked about the yo-yo and why it happens and a lot of the physiology behind it. But basically to summarize, if we look at the evidence as it stands today, what it suggests is when you lose significant amounts of weight, your metabolism goes down. That is a fairly firm evidence fact uh, throughout all weight loss evidence um, and research. So as you lose weight, you then burn fewer calories doing your day-to-day activities, which means you need to eat less to maintain that lower body weight than what you would have eaten to maintain the higher body weight. Now, some of this makes sense. Some of this is related to the fact that when you're lighter, you're actually physically carrying less weight. You're doing less work in every day-to-day movement because there's less of you to move around. So it makes sense that you're going to burn fewer calories doing that. There's also the idea that just the weight loss itself actually lowers the metabolic rate. And there's lots of theories as to why that happens. The theories of uh, starvation theories of set point where the body's always wanting to get back to the higher weight. Um, all, lots of different theories, but it it often happens in some form. The other piece that can happen is your hunger hormones actually can go up as you lose weight. And so if you've lost weight before and then you find you're just getting progressively more hungry, it's probably this going on. Now, 
I want to put a caveat in here about, I think there is a big difference between how you're losing weight. So when you lose weight um, with kind of standard low calorie, low fat, I definitely think this is what happens. Your metabolism goes down, your hunger hormones go up. I've definitely experienced that personally. Um, And that's where most of the research is based. There is starting to be some research done on what happens when you lose weight with a lower carb approach. And what it is looking like is probably the drop in your metabolism is not as much. I'm not sure if the hunger hormones have been researched with uh, a lower carb versus lower fat approach. But I can tell you from my personal experience and my experience of working with people uh, using a lower carb approach as a weight loss tool for quite a few years now, that it seems to be different. I I do believe that the hunger hormones don't ramp up when you lose weight using a lower carb approach in the same way that they do when you eat using a lower calorie approach. That's my opinion. I don't have studies to um, quote for you for that, but it's my experience from having tried both sides of the coin that the losing the weight and maintaining at lower carb feels extremely different. Uh, Even before I got into all this mindset stuff that I also think is really important, it still felt different. If you want more details about the like what happens in your body and why we regain weight and why it can happen so easily, uh, listen to that episode. I think the other thing to point out beyond what our bodies do, we also have to consider our environment. So our environment is highly food motivating. So, you know, if you're losing weight and you're eating a certain way, if you're not actively managing your thoughts about continuing to eat that certain way, there are so many temptations in our environment. There's so many food cues that we are around all the time. Just driving down a road gives you constant food cues when you see all the different fast food signs, you listening to the radio, you get uh, advertisements for food, watching TV, you get advertisements for food, walking past stores, smells of food are pumped out. People talk about food. There's Food Network where it's all about food, which I love by the way, (laughs) but it can definitely amp up your desire for food. So sometimes I think the weight regain can be a combination of the biology of it. It can be a combination of the environment and the food environment that we live in. And it definitely can be a combination of our mental approaches to weight loss and how we've been taught to approach weight loss and weight maintenance. And that's what I want to go into today because we talked about the physiological stuff before in episode 51. I want to go in more today about how does our brain influence our weight regain? And the reason why I chose this episode is because this is something that's been coming up recently in uh, coaching sessions with some of my clients. And so I think it's important to look at and important for you to be aware of so you can evaluate how this might be showing up in your life. But let's talk about what the mental causes of weight regain are. So these are aside from any metabolism changes, any hunger hormone changes. What are some of the mental causes of weight regain? Number one, I think there's often an element of goal fatigue. And I don't know if that's a real term, but I created it. So what I mean by goal fatigue is, especially when you are working on losing a lot of weight, you spend so much time thinking about that goal and picturing that goal. 
um, but feeling so far away from that goal that it can feel overwhelming and you can start to lose focus um, by just constantly thinking about a distant goal. And so that's, you know, when you start to lose focus, then, you know, little behaviors start to trickle back in and your weight loss slows, you lose more focus and it just continues on to the point where you start to regain weight. Number two is unmanaged stress eating. So a lot of us, we lose weight using a diet, like even, you know, keto, right? It's so popular these days. So you decide I'm going to do keto. I'm going to lose weight with that. And, but we we're trained to focus only on the diet. And the problem when we only focus on the diet is it doesn't address why we're eating in the first place. So if you lose weight successfully on keto, that's fantastic. But if you are prone to stress or emotional eating, which I argue a lot of us are, even if you're not always aware of it, then all of a sudden you find it's just unsustainable. You can't stay on the keto diet because it's just not fair to not eat bread or it's impossible to not eat sugar. Or some people stay really low carb in their eating, but they start to eat a lot more and they have portion creep on what they're eating. And really that's a a mental thing that you haven't actually addressed the root causes of the eating. You've created success through changing what you're eating, which is fantastic. And often we use a lot of willpower to just stick to that for a certain length of time. Also good. Um, Like, you know, willpower isn't bad. I know I talk a lot about it. It's just that it's not sustainable. So Sometimes using some willpower to get going, I think is fine, but it just won't keep you going. And so you have to, to do this lasting and to limit your chance of having weight regain, we have to figure out the underlying reasons why you're eating. And that's what I do in my coaching. And that's some of the stuff that we're going to work on in this upcoming boot camp. So number three would be lingering thoughts of going back to normal. So again, we're kind of taught that when you lose weight, once the weight is lost, you should be able to go back to normal. We have this concept of what normal people eat. Again, this comes up so much. If you have these thoughts, you are not alone. This comes up so much when I'm coaching people. And I 100% have spent a lot of years of my life wishing I could eat like what normal people do. Now, the reality is, if you lose weight, you will have to eat very similar to how you lost the weight to maintain it. There is a small amount of wiggle room uh, when you're maintaining a weight versus losing to start increasing either how much you eat or adding some extra things in, but it is a small amount of wiggle room. It's far smaller than any of us would think. And that's partly because of the physiological stuff that we talked about where there are changes to your metabolic rate. um, So your body just doesn't need as much food at a smaller size, but If we hold on to that thought while we're losing weight of one day I'll get to go back to normal, like I'll do this for this length of time, but then I'm going to eat my French fries. That would be a statement I definitely had in my own head through the years of choosing to lose weight. It it just doesn't help us because at some point our brain gets impatient and it says, okay, I've done this long enough. Now where's my French fries? Or maybe you do even get to your goal and then you start eating the French fries and you go back to the normal way of eating. And guess what? The weight comes back because that normal weight of eating was the cause of the weight. Uh, If you change how you eat to lose weight, 
what it probably means is the way you were eating before you change before you started to lose weight wasn't really working for your body in some way it, it was providing too much food energy and your body was holding on to more food energy and I think that sometimes can just be purely uh, calories like uh, you know you eat too much food energy but it also can be what certain foods do to your metabolism which is why I like a lower carb approach because I think it lets you use your food energy better and you're a little less likely to store it and you can access your stores more Uh, but check out some of the other podcasts about lower carb if you want more information about that but my point is if you're losing weight and at the back of your head there's that little thought of okay I can do this for this length of time and then I'll just get to go back to eating all the other stuff, the bread, the pasta, uh, you're probably going to run into weight regain issues because that just isn't realistic with what we know about weight maintenance. So if that's you, I think working on some acceptance. And I remember, I can still picture, I was driving on my way to the hospital when I had this realization And this was still when I was really struggling with my weight and I was struggling with the whole Wendy's French fry stuff. Um, But I just had this realization that basically to lose weight and keep it off, I had to essentially unplug from what was considered normal to eat. I had to just give myself permission that that just wasn't me and it didn't work for me and move on. And when I started working on that aspect, it it helped a lot. Um, And so I'm at a point now where I 100% know if I go back to my normal way of eating, which by the way was, you know, pizza at least once a week, French fries, probably multiple times a week. It's hard even to remember, Uh, you know, sugary treats, a lot of stuff that I just don't eat anymore. I know 100% if I start eating that stuff, even a small fraction of what I used to eat, I will start gaining weight again. Um, and I don't, I'm at the point now where I don't view that as a fault of my own. I just recognize that that food no longer works for me. It never did, (laughs) but I recognize now that it doesn't work for me. Um, and so, you know, if you're holding on to hoping when you can go back to normal eating, do some work around that acceptance. I think you'll find it really helpful. Yeah, maybe it's not fair if you think about it, but it's reality And so when we fight against like, it's not fair that I can't eat with like normal people or, you know, all those thoughts that we often have, we're fighting against reality. We can't change reality. We just get ourselves stressed out by fighting against it. So accepting it, and I have a whole podcast on acceptance, uh, it, it lets you have more peace with it and it makes the journey easier. Okay, fourth reason why uh, mental causes that might cause regain is that Um, if you start losing weight and you assume that weight regain is destined to happen, guess what? It's going to happen. And I see this in two ways. One is past experiences. So if you've lost and regained weight, there's that feeling of failure that we often carry with ourselves. So we think when we try to lose weight this time, that we're probably going to regain it because that's the evidence that our brain has that every time we lose weight, we regain it. The other place I see this is working with physicians where we know the evidence and we know that the evidence for how many people maintain large weight loss is really actually quite poor. And so a lot of physicians that come to me come with some version of saying, you know, I don't like, I know what the evidence is, so I'm probably not going to be able to lose this weight or I'm not going to be able to keep this off or this is probably as much weight as I could lose. Um, 
And what I want to say to that is, yes, that's our current evidence. I don't think that'll always be our evidence. I think that's where we are with obesity research right now. I also don't think, uh, you know, population studies, which is what we have for obesity, they don't apply to the individual. So yeah, the evidence says it's hard to keep weight off and that on average in the population, when people lose weight, not very many of them keep it off, but people do. I know many people who have lost massive amounts of weight and have maintained it. Um, but if you're thinking that you're not going to maintain it, you're probably not going to be able to. So working on your thoughts around that, if you're worried about the evidence, focusing on that you're an individual, you're not the population, and population-based data does not apply to the individual. So let's talk about why these thought errors that can lead to weight regain end up leading to weight regain. And it comes down to the thought model that we talk about a lot. So just to refresh you, our circumstances, which are the facts in our life, cause our thoughts. Our thoughts then cause our feelings. Feelings drive our actions. Our actions are what give our results. So circumstance of whatever you weigh triggers thoughts about that. Or a circumstance of setting a goal will trigger thoughts. With these thoughts, like if we use the example of I'm, I'm, it's, I'm destined to regain this weight, then that feeling that's created by that would be like defeat is the one I come up with. I don't know if you come up with something different, but if I think I'm destined to regain this weight, I'd feel defeated. Now ask yourself, how do you act when you're defeated? It's a lot harder to stick to a diet plan, I can tell you that. I think sticking to a diet plan would um, require a lot more willpower when you're defeated. Uh, it also, I think, what happens is there's li these little small lapses in um, consistency. And we don't always recognize them. Our brains are fantastic editors. So sometimes we have these little slips in consistency that our brain just doesn't recognize. We eat stuff and our brain completely edits it out so that we have no memory of it at all. And it feels like we're sticking to our diet, but it feels like, but then we're not losing weight or we're starting to regain and we can't figure it out. But if you trace it back to thought, these, all of these thoughts, the um, kind of thoughts around goal fatigue, like this is taking too long, um, thoughts that I can't wait to go back to normal eating, all of these thoughts, the action that they drive will be further eating. And they aren't going to drive action that helps you continue towards your goal or to maintain your weight loss. So, and I think too, the other piece that happens with this is when you do, so if you have these micro inconsistencies, these little bits that start to add up and you do start to regain weight, then that reinforces the original thought in your mind that weight regain is going to happen. And then it starts to snowball because then you feel worse and you're more likely to be more permissive with yourself and it keeps going. So in order to lose weight and prevent weight gain to the best of our ability, we have to clean up these thoughts and we have to do the work about why we're eating in the first place, which often is emotional eating. And I know lots of people say, that they don't think they emotionally eat. 
But I think when we use the broader definition of emotional eating, which is eating anytime not related to actual physical hunger, um, most of us do have an element of it. So if you're eating because you don't think it's fair that you, you can't eat what other people eat, that would be a form of emotional eating. If you're eating because you're just tired, that would be a form of emotional eating. So if this is driving some of your eating, then we have to do the work so that we fix the underlying core drivers. So those aren't um, things that end up helping you regain weight. And I really believe from, again, both the personal standpoint and through the work that I've done over the years, that that's probably one of the most important things. And that's what's been missing in all these, in all the diets over the years, is this piece of really understanding why you're eating in the first place and how to have that acceptance with how you need to eat to maintain the body weight that you want. And this is what we spend a lot of time coaching on uh, with my private coaching clients is, you know, how do you manage the stress in the day? How do you manage when you want to eat? Um, and all those core drivers that make us feel so out of control with our eating, but when you actually work at the core base of the, the actual driver, it's really pretty simple to fix. It doesn't take a ton of willpower and a ton of effort. It can just be a little tweaks that then have really big downstream effects with regards to eating and weight loss. So I want to talk about how to manage weight regain. And what I mean by this is, how do you think about weight regain? Because like I said at the beginning of the podcast, a lot of us who have regained weight over the years carry this luggage with us. It's really heavy and it's tiring to carry all the time about the weight regain. There's the failure, the shame, the embarrassment, the frustration, all that in that luggage about the fact that you did lose weight, but then you regained it. And that baggage just isn't helpful. It ends up dragging you down. It ends up making this journey harder. So let's work on cleaning it up a bit so that you can let go of the baggage and have an easier trip this time. So first is compassion and forgiveness. And this can be really hard for people to do. Uh, we blame ourselves for weight regain so much. And it's not like the weight regain really isn't your fault. So let's work on compassion and forgiveness to that version of you that regained weight. Can you look back at that version of you and see that they were doing the best that they could in the moment and they just hadn't figured everything out yet uh, and they ended up regaining weight? So just giving them compassion instead of all the blame that we want to pile on ourselves, that helps. The second thing is stop viewing it as failure. So we look at it as, you know, dang it, I totally failed. I, you know, I lost all this weight and then I regained it. And what our brain interprets that whole statement as is a big old failure, but you know what? Half of that statement was a huge success. And our brains totally edit that out and ignore it. 
And if you're sitting there viewing what you've done in the past as such a huge failure, why would you start again? It makes it super hard to have the motivation to go again when you are beating yourselves up for what happened previously. It's like opening yourself up to be beat up (laughs) if you were to start again. So why would you when you're considering it a failure? So then number three would be reframing your weight loss and weight regain. Number one, I like to say, you know what, if you lost a huge amount of weight and then regained it, well, what we know from that is that you were really successful at losing weight. You know how to lose a large amount of weight. That's fantastic. That's a big skill not many people have figured out. And I think we have to give ourselves credit for that. It also just tells us that there's a skill that you're still working on, and that would be weight maintenance. And of course, you're still working on it because nobody teaches weight maintenance. We teach people how to lose weight. That's what, you know, is in the media. There's no newspaper articles or magazine articles shouting, maintain your weight in 10 days. (laughs) Uh, You know, nobody teaches it. So of course, you don't have that skill. That's okay. It's just a new skill you have to kind of seek out and learn. I think, you know, then you can look at weight loss and weight regain as a failure, or you can look at it as evidence that there's just, you know, some other things that you're still figuring out. That just because you haven't figured it out yet doesn't mean you're never going to figure it out. It just takes some patience and some curiosity and some compassion and keeping working on it. And you'll get it, especially if you believe that you'll get it, you will get it, I promise. So the biggest thing to is to let go. To get back on track, you need to really let go of that heavy luggage that you've been carrying around. Set it down, walk away, let somebody else pick it up if they want, <laughs> but let it go. Do the work to clean up and let go of that luggage so that you can move on with a lighter sense in your weight loss journey. And if you are working on getting back on track, remember to join the Back on Track Bootcamp, which starts September 12th. You can start joining now by going to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash bootcamp. I can't wait to see you there. There's going to be lots of opportunity in the Physicians Only Facebook group uh, to interact and ask me questions. Uh, It will be a lot of fun. Come join us. Have a great week, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.